want to welcome you to Extravaganza, something incredible that's about to take place. Nah, it ain't Rockefeller, but this is another episode of The Real World. Had a little intro from one of my favorite tracks of all time, just because I love the beat. Uh, I got my man Jay Moore in the building. If we talking about Jigga tracks, baby, politics as usual. So, uh, I wanted to have you over to have a conversation. Um, we're a couple of weeks in the free agency. We're kind of in the dog days of the summer. There's not really some sports topics that I love right now. Uh, if you watch baseball, the All-Star game just happened, so eh. Free agency's going on in the NBA. Um, most of the major signings have kind of happened. Football's kind of dead until, uh, I'm assuming, um, training camp starts, what, like next month, middle of August, or maybe the end of July, whatever. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about was um, just the position of, uh, and I guess I'll start it with this. Um, everybody in the world killed KD last year for leaving uh, Oklahoma City to go play with the Warriors. Um, what would have been the difference if an owner decided that he no longer wanted to pay KD and he traded him out of that situation? Why is it that the ownership gets the benefit of the doubt or the fan doesn't jump on him? This is not going to be a popular answer. Well, maybe not with the masses, but a lot of us know this. And, and I hate to be like this, but a lot of my answers are going to be surrounding black and white. Right? Talk your talk. It, it's, it's, it's really about the fact that, you know, all the owners except Michael Jordan, which is, what, 29 out of 30, are white. For a long time before MJ, every owner was white. But the majority of the NBA for at least the last 30, 35, 40 years has been black. All right, well, who's doing all the trading and who's doing all this and who who has the power? Well, when players since free agency came about, players, and well, free agency came about and it evolved where players now are able to have some sort of choice and or power in where they want to play. Well, that's a problem. Because now, as an owner, I got somebody telling me not only are they not are they going to leave me, they're going to go play for somebody else, but they're also dictating how much they're going to get paid. Well, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. So let me play devil's advocate for a minute. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um... How much of this is an ego by rich people where you have a a situation where billionaire owners Mm -hmm. have generally won stuff all of their life, Mm -hmm. right? Um, They don't necessarily take slights in business well Mm -hmm. where, you know, even though that they can clearly afford various amounts of stuff, their situation is like, I'm a killer. I'm going to win every situation. So... Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to turn the public perception away from, you know, it being about why I did something to you. I uprooted your family or, you know, decided I didn't want to pay you anymore. And this doesn't just necessarily have to stick to the NFL. I mean, the NBA, but even in the NFL where ownership tends to have this this view where we can do whatever we want with you. But the minute you decide that you want to do something different, you know, we're against it. The fans are against it. You know, people in the media kind of jump on it. And it's no longer about the players having power. So 
the second part of my answer to your first question actually piggybacks off what you just said. And I'll use your boy from San Francisco, the quarterback. What's his name? Kaepernick. Kaepernick as an example. Rich people are business first. I'm not necessarily saying they're racist, but that's part of a backdrop. But rich people are more about their business, and when it comes to color, they're more about green. So with that said, let's take a look at a guy like KD or LeBron. We live in D.C., right? You ever gone to or try to get a – or when KB, Kobe was playing, you ever try to get tickets to a Wizards game when one of those guys are coming into town? Yeah, those are the highest tickets of the season. Highest tickets of the season. They draw. They draw. They sell out at home, and they sell out on the road. They, that's what they do. If I know, and let's just take Oklahoma City, which is a small, uh, uh, it's a small market. Market, yeah, you know, they're not a big media market at all. A guy like KD in a small media market draws the media. So if you and there's a lot of other, so there's a lot of parts to this, moving parts to this. So you take the NBA, right? A team that's winning, and say like in 2015. You went to the playoffs, so you're a winning team. The next year, your TV rights go up. You're on TV more. Before Curry and Autumn was winning games, how often did you see a Golden State game on TV? You didn't. Not since Run TMC. And, then, and back then, we definitely didn't see West Coast games unless it was the Lakers. Exactly. But now that they winning, I'm pretty sure 90% of their games come on TV. Yeah, they're box office. Right. All the time. Because they're winning. But then you're winning, and so now let's, it's like a perfect storm. You're winning, and then you got people on your team who have star power. They go to the all-star game, right? So now you're a pretty good market. You got people on your team who, who draw star power, who are going to sell tickets, and you're on TV. That's an owner's dream. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in money. You take OK, OKC. They were, they're winning, right? They leave the Seattle market. They go to OKC, a smaller market, and they're winning. Their games are constantly on TV. Westbrook, KD, at one point he had James Harden. They went to the playoffs. They went to the Western Conference Finals. They went to the NBA Finals at one point. Now they're on TV consistently. That's huge for a market as small as OKC. But that's now, always been a really uh, now he leaves. profitable franchise, though. OKC, no, sir. No, they do. So, well, like Seattle was. No, no, here's the. That's the misconception. So they've never lost money. Remember when yeah, they had that lockout? They got KD when when he was in Seattle. Right, right. They they've always been profitable because KD's always been there. Right. You see that's what I, mean? I was going to say. Like yeah, they, yeah KD's so always since, been like, there. Yeah, that lockout when teams are right. apparently losing money in the NBA, mm-hmm. they started getting you know more media share money because Absolutely. they moved to a smaller market. Yep. Um, they didn't want to pay the luxury mm-hmm. tax, so they tur- their team turned a profit every yeah, year. Yeah, turned a profit. For, in a small market, you got two perennial all-stars every year. You're selling out at home and on the road, and you're always on TV. you damn right they making money. If he KD leaves, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm mad. But what part about owning a team? Nobody's ever gotten rich. Owning a basketball team, relatively no, but, speaking, but you're still in business, and you're not in the business of losing money. Sure, nobody wants to. I'm not right. advocating that they lose money. Exactly. In the same token, let's say uh, we'll use the Warriors for an example. Mm-hmm. KD took a ten million dollar pay cut, or he didn't get 
he basically gave up $10 million that he could have got if he would have signed a maximum deal this year. Mm-hmm. The media is praising him. Um, people are like, you know, fans are like, oh, my God, that's so mm-hmm. great. We can re-sign our team. Why isn't anybody asking the question about, you know what, the owner, I think with the luxury tax, that $10 million would have dumped, jumped to $25 million. He's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between $10 million and $25 million, relatively speaking, when you're a billionaire? And the team that you bought for four hundred and I think forty million is mm-hmm. now worth three billion dollars. What's the difference between fifteen mil? Well, again, it's biz- the first point to that is is business. You don't want to have to pay extra when you don't need to, because I think on top of, I don't know how that affects. What I need to research more is how when you have to pay that luxury tax. Well, it gets higher like the year right. that you go. But see, the question that I'm asking, and the reason I brought that specific example mm-hmm. up, why is that KD's job to worry about that? Like, Steph got the max. Now, I know Steph had an undermarket deal because of his ankle injuries and stuff. But if, if Steph got the max, Clay got the max, why I got to take a pay cut? Because there's still, because there still is, and this is, and when we talk about NFL contracts, this will come into play. I max you out too. You get hurt. Now, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any production out of you. So it's like, what's the return on investment? Especially if you get hurt. Right? You're not playing. I don't get I don't get in order for me to recoup that money, I have to go to the playoffs. I have to go to the NBA finals. Not only that, I need the NBA finals probably to go five to seven games. Quiet as cap. I still want to win, but I need from a business standpoint, I need to go five, seven games because of the TV rights. But then now on top of that, I've maxed you out, you're hurt. I'm paying a luxury tax because of you, and I'm not getting any in return on investment. It's still a business, like even and I don't and I'm not sure if it's allowed. And this is something that just because he's a billionaire, does he get to put his personal money into? You can't float your personal money into. A, well, a it NBA depends franchise. on how you have it structured. So a lot of them, they you know, they just create corporations. And, okay. you know, like the team is owned by such and such corporation. Okay. Uh, Steve Ballmer, all he did was he decided to write himself a $2 billion check, created a corporation, bought 90% of the Clippers. Okay. You know, like that, that, was, that was the workaround for him. So a lot of them, they do put their personal money in, but you know how you have to like. Right, but, the, stuff but the paid players, you right. can't use your personal dough. Like all that stuff with the NBA and the team and all that, I don't think you can use your personal dough. You can, but like. Because here's it's, why. It's, I feel like you have to... So here's the reason why I say you can't. Remember when the Mets were in a whole bunch of trouble because of like Bernie Madoff and they yeah, giving yeah, up all yeah. of that money? They were, that was coming out of their accounts. But I think that's that. MLB. Okay. Because there's different rules with sure. you know, NFL and NBA, NBA, which is another thing I have a problem with. And there's something Jalen Jacoby always talk about, particularly Jalen. The rules are different for the NFL and NBA. But what I, I, I'm pretty sure you can't use your personal dough in any of this stuff in the NBA. Because then what happens is, well, now it just becomes a fight between who's the richest owner. You but it already saying? is. Which is, which is, which is. Well, the only thing that keeps it, prevents it from being like this, this, uh, is the you know, cap. Is the cap. Yeah, the salary cap. That's right. why you got to implement it. Or, and then the luxury, know. which you can't pay on your own. Your salary cap comes, when you go over the salary cap, your luxury tax has to come out of team funds. It can't come out of your personal pocket. Does the NBA matter where the money comes from? Yeah, because then that levels the play. Because it goes right back to this is the same reason why 
as an owner, you can't use your own dough because now it levels the playing field. Because if your team is now, you don't want your team to go into the red, operate in the red. So now you want to avoid that luxury tax because you can't build your team out personally. I didn't know that because I would just I assume that that's how it, they, it doesn't matter. That's yeah, the check if I got them, yeah, I thought that if you had the money for mm-hmm. it, who cares? That's this the is why you balances. have an owner, you know, uh, Dan Gilbert, right, Mister Quicken Loans, right. He, he got the dough, right. He don't want to pay it. Like I get it. Like I don't want to pay one hundred and seventy million dollars for for payroll either. But he got the dough, and, and see, it's like a tax write off. I got losing money in a business. I got to confirm, but that's the checks and balances. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. A guy like who my man that owns the skins, Snyder. Snyder, gajillionaire. But you know he's fighting over whether to pay Kirk Cousins over the next five years. Yeah, but they were stupid with that. Like I understand stupid. why they did it, but at the same time, but if it's if it's about money, you're a gazillionaire. Just give him the dough. But part of it is not. It's it's really about the business of it too. So. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Um, I feel like... So all of these like entities that we're talking about, MLB, NFL, NBA, you know, uh, NHL, they're all private. Um, 501c3s or... Yeah. yeah so. so why is it that, you know, why is it that it's public information how much money these players are making? Um... Because I think it, they are set up as nonprofits. I don't know how much the owner made last year on a squad, like on a squad, like mm. the financials from Team Health. That stuff generally like does not get released. But I know how much you know what the salaries of most major players are. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Because that's a great question. I mean, I was I was thinking about that today. I've, I've actually been thinking about that one question all day. And it was very rare. And my wife makes fun of me. You have an answer for everything. I don't have an answer for that. I really don't understand how and why. I mean, if you dig deep enough, I think you can find out how much a CEO, make, uh, the owner of a team makes, if you dig deep enough. So here's what I know. We know how much money Goodell makes, how much money the owners pay him. Right. Like we can minutes. generally gauge based on the, you know, like the amount of money that the team is bringing in the revenue, how much some of these people are making. Right. But there's no public announcement for it the same way it is with, like, Salaries, right? So you know, I'm a Raiders fan. Derek Carr just got 25 mil a year. I think I got it. Why is it okay for us to know how much he's making? Uh, it sets the market for players. I'm cool with it setting the market for players, but it could set the market for players if it was only known in the industry. Why how? is it a media thing? How, but how 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 does that information get out? If it's, I sign you, right? If he, I'm an owner and I sign you, how does how do people know? How do people know? It's like 10 agents that run like most of these major sports. Like right, they're but, smaller but they're guys, not gonna, they're not going to say anything. Yes, they are. Well, they, they will. So, like it's all I, collusion. I would, I would say something, right? It'll be like, look, I got twenty five mil. If you get twenty seven, that means the next time I go to negotiate with a player similar but like who's to say I'm not lying. I don't know that, right? So if I take it to the media, if the media gets hold of it, they're going to do their checks and balances. But isn't that detrimental to the players? Yes and no. Because you got like Derek Carr, and let's take Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, right? Derek Carr got paid is getting twenty five million a year, I think. Right. No, twenty million. Nah, it's twenty five. Is it twenty five? He is the highest no, paid 20, player. In the, he is the highest paid player in the because NFL Kirk right now. Kirk thinks he should be getting more. 
No. It's 25? It's 25. Okay. So Kirk Cousins thinks he should be getting that or more. Well, Kirk Cousins wouldn't have a thing to stand on, a leg to stand on, if he didn't know what Derek Carr was getting. So it works. In that, in that situation, it works for Kirk Cousins. If he didn't know what Derek Carr was making and didn't have the statistics and all that, that the media has already fact-checked for you, then you wouldn't be able to go to Dan Steiner and say, listen, so check dude this. over there. What if we do this sort of kind of how um, public companies have to do financial disclosure, where obviously people that are in the know and people in the industry know exactly about it, but what if the average fan didn't know about it? How do you check that, though? What's the, how do you, like... Uh, no, I mean... We could circulate a, a fucking piece of paper for all we know that says, like, look, here's what X player makes. This comes straight from the league. There's a database that you can hook up that's straight from the league. But the difference is we treating this like the federal government and your tax return. The fact that, like, you know, if you run up in the, um, the IRS building, you're escorted at all times. Right. Somebody's looking over your shoulder if you're working sure. at a terminal. There are ways that we can have this and have it be secret and everybody that's really in the know knows. My question then becomes... Because of this, like, I feel like we put undue pressure on athletes. Like, it's like, hey, well, you know, look at me. Because you're making negative pressure? Sometimes. How so? So, let's look at Derrick Rose. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose is my man, 100 grand. Derrick Mm -hmm. Rose got a max contract after he got the MVP. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose has always been hurt since. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose's contract became the reason why a lot of people kind of soured on him. It wasn't necessarily that he got hurt. If he would have gotten hurt and only made is like $2 million dollars a year. Or is it the fact that I can't see myself. If you look at all his injuries from a business standpoint, can you really see yourself taking on his contract? Of course not. But that's a, right. but that's a team thing. But look, at how, I'm talking about the perception. Like, I'm not even worried about what the teams think. But the I'm talking about is, the perception from, like, regular people. It's like, uh, oh, he's stealing money. You know, like, he's not worth the money. They, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, they so, don't pay you for, they, like, the, the, the rule of thumb for the NBA. We pay you based on past performance and the performance that we believe you're going to continue right, to operate at. Right. And the NFL, it's different. We pay you strictly based on past performance. The minute that you're not worth the contract that you have, we will cut you and get rid of you. But there's also so let's talk about the NBA and then we'll juxtapose that with the NFL because there is a, there is a slight difference, uh, well, major difference. But so so with the NFL, money, 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 I mean, with the NBA, understand something, and this is why a lot of these contracts are inflated. The NF, the NBA, every team has to spend a minimum and a. And, and, they have to spend a minimum. Yeah, amount. they have a they have a ceiling or a floor. It's ninety percent right. right of it's ninety percent of the salary cap. Like you think the NFL has that too? Huh? The NFL has that too. Right, but the thing with the NFL is the contracts aren't guaranteed, and that's the thing that I don't understand. Right, but here's why the NFL contracts are not guaranteed. It is the most brutal sport out there. The shelf life for everybody playing that sport is so short. Here's what, so let's, let's pretend for a second all the NFL contracts are guaranteed. A couple of things will happen. First and foremost, you'll have, a, you'll have 52 guys on a roster. In any given time moment, you can have up to 20, 30% of your roster injured. That's, that's true. Right? So now, and the, most of those players are your, obviously they're your starters because those are the guys on the field. 
Now attendance has dropped because you got a bunch of scrubs on the field. Number two, if I know my contract's guaranteed, why play? Like, why give my all every play? But why give my all? Because most players right now play for that next contract. Most players right now, because they know they can get cut at any time, are playing for the next year. That guarantee money they got up front, that's it. You could fight, you could fight, you could sign a five year, $50 million contract, $5 million guaranteed. You're still working for that $45 million. You're working for that. But see, that's one of the things that I don't understand. If you're a professional athlete and your job is to be nice at such and such, mm-hmm. we might not necessarily think that somebody is working or they're good. But these dudes really put in the work. Yeah, they put in the work because of the structure of the ca- contracts right now. Well, not here you go. If you're talking to NFL, like mm-hmm. I'm chasing the next contract. What if I'm J.R. Smith? In basketball? Yeah, in basketball. Okay. So the reason I say this, like I saw workout videos of J.R. in the joint with the sidestep, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really need to incorporate this move mm-hmm. in my game where he's got like a sidestep, you know what I'm saying, step back. Like it's a straight like. Hard dribble, sidestep. Mm-hmm. Balance is crazy. But that's what he's working on for mm-hmm. the summer. What's his incentive if, like, based on just based on what you said, he's got money coming in next year. He's got money for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. What is he working for? Like, I think that the elite talents, they just want to be good. But that's basketball. And, no, that's any sport. They yeah. want to be good. Yeah, they want to be good. But, but in basketball, the, the incentive is different. You see what I'm saying? Nah. Like, the incentive- so what's the incentive in baseball? If it's not, like, because I'm not chasing that next check either. Like, yo, I'm in the majors. I'm trying to be nice. Like, I want my place on history. I want to be one of them Yankees who got my my plaque in, you know what I'm saying, in Yankee Park with my number. This is what I'm working for. I'm working for legacy. I want a statue. Shout out to Jalen Rose. If if J.R. Smith is not playing, what is he going to do? I don't know. Stay at home with his kids. Right. These guys are playing because they, they need to play as long as they can because they don't have anything else. That's the other part about this whole thing, which is another interesting thing about the NFL. You ever notice the NFL? You know the story of Myron Rowe? Yeah. Like, Rhodes Scholar. Rhodes Scholar. How many Rhodes Scholars do you know playing in the NFL? None. People in the NFL play football because they need it. Or is it because it's lucrative? It's both, but they need it. Think about that fat kid that played center all his life. Not exactly a rocket scientist in school, but he damn sure can play some football. May not be able to speak well, so he's not going to get a desk job at ESPN as a, as a broadcaster. When his five, ten years in the NFL is up, what is he doing? But I feel like everybody finds a way to do something to be, and I'm not saying everybody, because there's certainly a bunch of people that don't do anything. You'd be surprised. A lot of these cats end up selling cars, and I'm just nothing, and I'm not knocking anybody's profession. Yeah, because I don't see that's the one I want to yeah make but, sure we not. But doing. understand, like this is like it, it's this or nothing. That's it. Which is why with CTE and all that stuff coming out in NFL, you're still gonna have people who are gonna play football. All right, here you go. But you can you can apply the same logic to us. To what? To just what? based on what we were gonna do with life, right now. And here's where, I, like, rock with me for a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hear this. You need to hit the Gillette. First off, if you're going to play a professional sport, before we even talk about how nice you are, you need to hit the genetic lottery. 
You probably need to be tall. You need to be crazy athletic. Especially you, NBA. You know what I'm saying? These are things that generally need to happen before you can even have NFL be in a players are probably the least skilled players out there. But they're they're athletic as hell. They're athletic. Certain positions are. But overall, not even least. big dudes. Like you mm-hmm. got you know what I'm saying? You have like and I'm not I'm overall. Like, they're the least skilled. Like overall. There are certain positions that but overall they're the least skilled. Like I, the guys who play on the punt team, the kickoff team, you're just running down and tackling somebody. It doesn't require a whole lot of skill. Okay, you but know what I mean. It, it requires a, athlete, a level of athleticism it that we don't have. Yeah. A, you know what I mean. But so the reason that I say something like that, like look at us. I knew in high school I wasn't going to get drafted to play baseball. Exactly. I'm not nice enough to get like play basketball. Like Michael Jordan, six six. I'm bare, like. With shoes on, I'm like six one and a half. Right. I ain't playing in the NBA because yeah. I can't jump out the gym. The only thing I knew I had was my brain and that I was going to have to get a nine to five. Mm-hmm. There was no backup plan. That was mm-hmm. it. It was figuring out what the, like, the field for me was going to be. Mm-hmm. So what's different between us and, like you said, like these football players were like, they're putting their all into something because they don't really know what else. Because mm-hmm. if, like, you know what I'm saying, being a corporate America dude didn't work for me, what am I going to do? I'm not a hood dude. I'm not a, I'm not a drug dealer. Like that, I'm not about that life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be a boxer and get my head beat in. I ain't about none of them other things. The only thing that I knew that I could do is I had a brain. I could work for somebody and, and kind of work it out. All these people that are in the NFL NBA in particular, since early on, they knew they were going to be able to take it to the next level. Or at least somebody was telling them that because they exhibited an athletic skill set that was uncanny for somebody their age or was not seen before for somebody their age. People in LeBron in high school coming early on, pretty much around sophomore, junior year, you could pretty much know you're going to the league. Well, he knew it in 10th grade. Like, they started – that first SI article about him came out in 10th grade. Right. Like, he league ready. You know what I mean? Like, league ready. You know that early on. Especially the fact that as a kid, you know yourself. You know you're no book. You know, you know when you're sitting in algebra class in the seventh grade, and you're it, it, it's not making any sense. Hey, this this ain't gonna this school thing probably ain't gonna be for me. You know that. And so, if you're blessed enough to have the athletic skill set to um, excel in some sport, and you know that you're not great in the classroom you're going to concentrate more on that sport and become the best you can be and put yourself in the position where you can make money off that sport. But you know that early on. And so when these guys get into the NFL, which is why their mindset is, this has to work for me. Because I've been playing it for this. I've been doing going for this since middle school, since maybe elementary school, definitely since high school. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this wasn't this wasn't an accident. They know, like you you know, it's hard for us to talk about that because we're pretty intelligent folks. But when you're not, you know, book sharp, you, like I don't know how that feels. And so, but I can look at another man who knows he wasn't, and I can see how he can be like, listen, this book thing ain't me. I know I'm gonna have to come up with a skill set. But if you take a look at some of your people you grew up with who didn't, weren't book smart, what did they become? They picked up a skill set. They picked up a trade. Plumber, carpenter, automotive, whatever. Those are the guys, I mean, that's how society operates. 
Well, I mean, this is one of those things. You know what I mean? High school was set up for what? 10% of people to kind of have these great jobs, you know. Another 40% is set up to kind of do stuff that works under these jobs. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is supposed to, like, at the time, they basically had a set up where you're, you know, doing, like, the manual labor stuff. Very smart man told me one day, it's going to be people who are driving the windows and it's going to be people who's washing them. That's the way of the world. Like, that's, that's just what it is. And so if you're fortunate enough to not have to get caught up in that situation and you have a skill set that's unique to anybody else, you're, you, you're going to lean on that. Like, you have to. The good part about it is is that you have a little bit of power, which is why I admire LeBrons of the world, who say, you know what, not only am I going to take my career into my own hands and dictate my career as far as basketball, but I'm also going to give something back. Right? He's going to make sure, you know what, I didn't go to college, but I'm going to make sure everybody where I came from goes or at least has a chance. That's a whole nother story, but you know, I, that's why I admire a guy like LeBron. You know, I mean, I think I like him better off the court than I do on the court, personally. But that's well, nah, I, that's I, I can appreciate story. him empowering his people yeah. and them kind of running with that. Like right. you can't, you you can't do anything but respect that, right? Um, but yeah, like, but you you know that, like, you know what you you need that sport and sports in particular, football. They need, they have to have that. I can't have, and, and what's killing the NFL right now, I just read a uh, thing about Calvin Johnson, why he really left Detroit, why he really retired. He said he wasn't going to win. So yeah, what's the, I, I, what's, why and is it And they wouldn't let me on my contract. All right, peace. Why am I going to risk, now that I really know that CTE is real, why am I going to risk getting my head beat and I'm not getting nothing out of it? It's that sort of thing right there. It's something that right there is something that the NFL cannot afford to happen. Right now, a a dude like Calvin Johnson, what Megatron out the NFL? He he sells tickets, but people pay to see that dude. But let's be real, some of the smart players have been walking away from the NFL, and it's killing them. Yeah, like Barry Sanders did the same thing with Detroit. Right, walked away. But but see, that's where like I go back to this thing where. We've set it up in society, or the teams have, where they've literally made it so when these players make these choices that are personal to them and in their best interest, the world mocks it, you know, the sports world. the world don't know. How do we get so screwed up where billionaires have now told us, like, hey, you need to feel sorry for us. Well, it's not we that. Are, it comes with the territory. And it's not the fan feeling sorry for the owners. the fan feeling sorry for their team. A fan is that, a fanatic. Man, I'm telling you, we live in D.C. and it's a very interesting area, but you talk to any, you can go outside right now, ask any Redskins fan, at any point in the last 30 years, you going to the Super Bowl this year, Redskins fan, they will look you dead in your face without smirking, laughing, look you straight in your eye and say, yes, we are going to the Super Bowl and we are winning, year in and year out. I'm not that irrational about my sports. But fans? fans. But I'm a fan of stuff. Uh, I get no real fans. I'm a real fan, bro. They irrational. Hey, shout like, out to Chris. Like, 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 I got pieces in my house that he's created by, like, out of straight wood that even me being my, like, that's my boy and I've paid for. I am a fan. Right. I got so much Chicago bullshit up in this house. Like, they got but mad money from me. So I feel but you. you you're but, kinda, like, but you're not, you're not a real fan as far as not being at the point where you're irrational. 
Yeah, I, I just, I'm just a rational like, being. Like, I can't fans, be irrational, bro. Like, come on. LeBron leaves Cleveland the first time and the fans burn the jerseys? Yeah, that was, that's, that's stupid. Like, you have paid uh, – let me back up. Yes, you contribute to the economics of an NBA, NFL, whatever team. Yes, you do. You matter to a certain extent. Without the fans, none of this operates. Right. But let's, let's keep it real. Seriously, the bro- these guys are still people. You're right. They're still humans. You're right. You don't own them. You're right. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the background that you don't know about. If the, if a guy feels like his a situation would be better for him somewhere else, that's his prerogative. You need to respect that. But fans don't. don't. Irrational fans don't do that. But it's not just the fans. It's the media narrative. Uh, well, the media, nar- the media is going to paint a picture for the fans because they need the fans to tune in. Media is just about money. Who's going to get more clicks? They're going to tell the story. They're going to tell the name. But this is all of the reasons of why I'm so disappointed from where we went. Like, remember the time growing up, and I know the time, like, times will never get back to being Mm -hmm. like this. ESPN was dope because ESPN talked about, you know, sports stories. They would certainly have stuff like the sports reporters come on on Sunday. They Mm -hmm. go a little bit more Mm -hmm. in-depth about certain topics. Mm -hmm. But Monday through Friday, they stuck to sports. This isn't a knock on where I feel like, you know, their commentary is gone. But I feel like now... We're way too involved in stuff that has nothing to do with sports. Because and I'm not even talking about from a social standpoint, but it's like, yo, let's say that you are, you know what I'm saying? You're breaking up with your wife. Now this has become, you know, frontline news for ESPN. That's, that's not news. Money. It's money. They're, ESPN is bleeding right now. They need you to watch. They're I will say right this. Now. Yeah, the reason that they're bleeding, though, they made some smart moves. The problem was that they overpaid for, like, content. Because right now, the, the, the smartest thing that they're they not, did... is not content that they're worried about. The problem is, is that people are discon- disconnecting from cable. Right, but that's what I was saying. So, like, they paid all of this money for, like, college games, NBA mm-hmm. games, the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then their subscriber numbers dropped off. But their thought was, like, hey, content is king. If you can only get this content through us, you're going to have to keep mm-hmm. cable. They never expected people to kind of drop the cord the way that they had. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, everybody could see it coming. I don't know why, like, you know. Because I remember. Yeah. It's a bunch of people who don't look to the future and think technology. Like, these are the same people who think the internet wasn't going to be big. I don't know what to tell you. You see what I'm saying? Like, these same people own these teams, own these networks. But you would think Disney's smarter than that. Like, Disney has why? way smarter people in the room than we why? do. The people who run Disney. I'm not saying, like. I ain't saying Michael Eisner is that dude. What do they look like? Old white men. Yeah, but who's, like, working under them? Probably some kid that, like, you know, has an advanced mathematics degree that should know better. It only matters who's making the decision. True. (laughs) Who's making the decision? Old white men. True. Same. The internet's not going to be big. Yeah, all right. Okay, sure. True. But that's, I mean, but that's what it is right now. Like, content, you're right, content is king. But you got to be able to span that across different mediums. But again, the media in playing in the role of shaping the narrative about players leaving teams and that, to them, it is about the drama. You know, which is why ESPN paid so much for LeBron's decision. Because it's drama, it's dramatic. That's sort of things. Why are we, why is ESPN showcasing high school kids announcing where they're going to school? Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous, but it's the drama. 
college football, a lot of money. College, uh, high school, college football, college, high school football, high school basketball, college football, college basketball has become big money. That connection now. So we talk about like I guess like the big four sports, or we kind of touch on them. Why doesn't any of this seem to be an issue with any of the other sports? People in tennis make a ton of money that we know of. Mm-hmm. We never, you know, question the salaries that they're paid in that, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. We know that golfers make, like, if you're a good golfer, you make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. We don't question these things. All the, I mean, soccer is not necessarily big here. We know those soccer dudes were making bank. Maybe people question that, but, like, you know, Ronaldo was making, what, 80, mil- like 80 million euros? Like, a year? Nobody's questioning that. I feel like it's such an American thing where we want to get in your pocket. Where, you know, the average person has no idea how much money I make. Right? If, if and I say that, like, and this is just a quick drink. Like, you don't know how much money I make. So if you don't know how much money I make, you're not necessarily telling me I'm not doing my job or I'm not worth it. But maybe my coworker's looking at me funny because maybe I missed a deadline for something. And now they're like, yo, well, you decided to kind of like, you know give this guy the promotion and not me, it's this whole envious thing that I hate. Like, I can't have my my hand in another man's pocket. The truth is, as much as I want to say, like, yo, I don't necessarily think that I'm in a better place. I can't fault you for being in the place that you are. Mm -hmm. You know, it don't work like that. I got to get me. But I can't knock you down to get me. And I feel like that's what a lot of this is. Well, Jalen Rose said it first and foremost, you know, and I love the saying, you're worth what you can negotiate. Oh, that's my saying, bro. Like, you're worth what you can You're only worth what you got to negotiate. It's worth $80 million because guess what? He's got the world watching football, including America. Now, if he was in America, I don't know if he would get $80 million. I, I really don't think so. Yeah, it's not enough money in, in not America. Not enough money soccer. in yeah. football here. But, uh, you know, in Europe, absolutely. It works for him. Um, I, I think... When we when we speak about again owners, I I don't want to bring up the race thing between, but the two most black dominated sports is NFL and NBA, and the rules are different, right? But at the same time, they're also the two biggest you know out of all the sports. NFL one brought in like. 30 billion last year and NBA brought in like 5 billion like I, they're the ones that are going to get the most attention because they bring in the most money out of the four major sports in, in America so now you got these the two top sports that are dominated by black folks so there's going to be I think a balance between you know what there's a lot of money in this, so we need to start. We're going to pay attention to that. And, and the fact that because, and this is the flip side, that Catch-22 about being able to negotiate your contract out in the open. Well, now, if everybody knows you make $25 million a year as a quarterback, they're going to hold you to that. You negotiated it because you were able to leverage what somebody else was making because of the media. But because you used the media to do that, you're now stuck to that. But the other side of that is, it's you're black. That's making $25 million a year. Yeah, we, we white America has a problem with that at, at its most basic level. 
And, that, and, and people are going to shy away from that, but you're making another black man a millionaire. Am I being naive and hoping that, yes, I think that's some of it, but that's not just it? I, I, I think it's a balance. I think it's 50% racism. I think it's 50% business. I think there's definitely a balance. And I think it's, I think it's where you sit in the spectrum or how you look at it. As a businessman, you're going to look at it from a money standpoint. Like, yeah, like, there's a lot of money in what we do. I'm going to hold you accountable because all you're doing is throwing a football or bouncing a basketball. Yes, it takes skill set, but Draymond Green said this in a little thing with LeBron and a bunch of other people in the barbershop. There are guys in the NBA who don't know how to play basketball. Yeah. Agree. Who like who don't know how to play back? Who have no business in being in the NBA other than the fact that they're so athletically skilled, or or just freaks of nature? They're there. Like that. Lord forgive me, Andre Roberson. How do you have a guard, a guard that can't shoot fifty percent from the free throw line? That would have never happened in the old NBA. Lonzo Ball fifteen years ago with that crooked jump shot. We didn't even get looked at. Nah, Sean Marion, bro. Nah, even before Matrix. Yeah, because Matrix is he shoots from like Matrix. he shoots at his chest. Right, but what I'm talking about a guy he has a literal hitch where he, he does. has to wrap that bad boy. Hey, nah, 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 nah. He doesn't Bill have Bill Cartwright. Lonzo, no, but Bill Cartwright was a seven footer who shot the ball at the top of the table, so it was unblockable. You have a guard, a point guard, who literally does not have a pull up jump shot. I will agree with that. He doesn't. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't have a mid range game. He does not have a. He doesn't have a pull up. He pulls up from three, but he it's more no, no, because it's he, rocks people. It's yeah, a, he rocks you. Right, and then he pulls and up. has yeah. to set. Right, but him going off the dribble and pulling. Nah, up, he can't do that. He can't do that. That's why he doesn't. He, you know, there's a stat on him where it was like, if he made 170 shots last year at UCLA, like 100 were threes, 70 were at the rim. Right, like layups and dunks. No man, because he doesn't have that. Is you talking about unheard of? Like, anybody. sure the Rockets love him though. That that's the Rockets thing. Layups and dunks. Layups, dunks, and threes. But that's what the NBA is right now. Oh yeah, super specialized. Yeah, it's super specialized. Like you either do one or the other. Okay, but but and that's that's actually a whole other podcast. Sure. But um, again, like we're talking about white America, two biggest sports. Like they make a ton of money. And yeah, at the core of it, you have to answer to some folks who don't believe you should be making that money. Whether it's because that is a lot of money for playing a sport or because at the core of it, you're black making this much money and I don't agree with it. I'm just throwing that at the white guys get it too. What white guys? Nobody wants to pay. Remember when the Jets were trying to uh, not pay Ryan Fitzpatrick? How many people have you heard Gordon Hayward and his new contract? Anybody say, nah, he shouldn't get that money? Nah, nobody said that. And you're not going to hear that. Yeah, but I don't think he was massively overpaid in a new NBA. He's definitely player. overpaid. He's a star-level talent. He's definitely overpaid. He's a star-level talent. He's a star-level talent, but he's definitely overpaid. Yeah, but that's everybody. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. just got 71 right, mil for four years. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't say that's necessarily... But my point is, is that you're not going to hear him. Like, in the midst of all these guys getting overpaid, right, you know, every, you're not going to hear his name. You're not going to hear his name in the media. Gordon Hayward's overpaid. Nah, because they think he's a star. No, because he's white. 
Nah, I think it's because they think he's a star, bro. There's a lot of stars. KD, he's a star. Who? KD, he's a star. KD who? Kevin Durant? Yeah, he's a star. He's a superstar, bro. Right, but I've heard people say he's overpaid. I've heard people talk about Stephen Curry is overpaid. Yeah, they're bugging. They're, that, they're haters. But, that, I, but I hear that. That's okay. in the media. Yeah, they're yeah they're haters. You're never going to hear anybody say, no, because he's black. You're never going to hear anybody talk about, in the media, Gordon Hayward is overpaid. It's not going to happen. But I've never heard anybody say LeBron's overpaid. You're not going to hear anybody talk about Andrew Luck. You're damn sure we're never going to talk about Peyton Manning. I agree. Nobody's going to talk about, like, Peyton. Not going to happen. Um, there were definitely rumblings for, for Andrew Luck last year. Rumblings, not yeah. in the media, but they report. Uh, you know, he might not. Okay, but they never say he's gonna. Nah, not gonna happen. But nah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yo, you are not worth the money that you wanted the Jets to play. And with. I think in football, I think it's a little bit easier to do that because at the quarterback position, black or white, you're gonna get examined. But right, traditionally, so I promise, here you go. I promise I didn't want to like I black touch quarterbacks. This. We're never blacks were never allowed to play quarterback because traditionally, and this is on paper, whites didn't think we were smart enough. Agree. It it took a bunch of people to finally break that mold. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Kaepernick, and this is something that pisses me off. Uh, Joe Montana basically came out and compared him to, to Tim Tebow, and was just like the reason why he's not getting a job offer to play in the NFL is because he's like Tim Tebow. No. The reason why he's not getting a job offer is because nobody can afford not to have fans come to the team because fans have actually written to owners and said, if you put this guy on your squad, I will give up and not come to any games this year. Point blank bottom line. Wouldn't you call somebody's bluff on that, though? Why would? I'm in business. If somebody is willing to take a pen and piece of paper and write me a letter telling me that they won't do something because if I sign this guy, they took the time, I'm pretty sure they have no problems not coming to a game. Yo, but you're going to consume my product, B. Like, How? NFL is, NFL is my, my, you're The ultimate consumerism is you buying a ticket to my game. True. But the as long as you still... The is you keeping your season ticket. Like they like the Giants considered it for a second. Yeah, but if people if you don't like, want it, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But if one person don't want it, you know how many people are waiting in line to get that get that ticket? If like isn't it waiting? Yeah, isn't it waiting list for the Redskins like one. eight years? Like from what I understand, it wasn't just one. Like yeah, I, I know. It, 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 yeah, like, it was, I heard it was, it was like a critical mass. So you have to right. So if so, you have to look at it like this. There's a formula to that. If one person has written and has said that to you. Multiply that by five because four other people were thinking it. So for one, and it might be bigger than that. So for every one person that actually told you to your face or wrote you a letter say, you hired this, you bring this dude on, I'm not coming. There's probably ten more people who were thinking the same thing. They just didn't say it. Man, I don't disagree with that. But this is why I think all of this media stuff and just the way that we treat players and talk about stuff is crazy. Because, uh... Kaepernick clearly has better stats than all of these guys. Uh, I keep championing for this to happen because I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be blackballed for an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Tebow was never ostracized because he was Christian. The, like, there was always this thing that was bigger than life, and I feel like that's why he got more chances. But the reason why he didn't last in the NFL is because he, he was just not he a good sucks. quarterback. Yeah, like, I'm, 
I'm trying to not bash people. Like, I'm trying to be this new oh, me thing. I will because yeah, I'm but not. He, yeah, this he, ain't he my podcast. He, he fucking well. sucks. Yeah, he ain't play well. He's not a quarterback. Um, He's a fullback at best. But you want to know who Colin Kaepernick has a better completion percentage in the NFL that's currently playing and starting? Who? It's like 15 quarterbacks. Right. Like, he had yeah. a better completion percentage last season than Cam Newton. You can't, nobody get rid of Cam Newton. You can't tell me this dude is not – like, you can't He's a starting level quarterback. Right. You he's can't tell starter. me with a straight face that this guy doesn't deserve a starting. Yeah, but, I ain't saying he's Peyton Manning in his prime Brady. Nah, but, like, but he, he can yeah, start. Yeah, he's a middle-of-the-road QB. He, he start. deserves to be in a roster. Like, Jacksonville couldn't use a Colin Kaepernick. He's better than Blake get Bortles. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's, he's better than Blake Bortles. Like, there's 10 just, – just for the fact that he could put butts in the seats because he's exciting – Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Whatever. I'm not, I'm, yeah. So, you, you miss me with that, as the young people would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Um, <laughs> miss me with that. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, I'm going to start this as a podcast series, uh, Dog Days of Summer, part one. Um, I'm going to hit these probably like every other week just to have some kind of topic about sports. Yeah, I promised I wouldn't do it, but we ain't got nothing else to talk about in the summertime because nothing's on TV. Uh, that big three though is like that. You been to the games live? I've been watching them, but I don't. I think they're supposed to come to DC, but I'm not sure. Hey, yeah, let me know. I'll get tickets with you. Yeah, um, it's another episode of Raw World. Uh, you know where to find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher Radio. Jason, thank you. Uh, always a pleasure, my buddy. Yes, sir, my man, my man. And we out of here. Hey, peace. <laughs>